Welcome back for part two of The Village, The Bonds That Bind, where these empowered women lean into being enough in the support systems that help their journey into becoming. Let's get into it. So whoever wants to go first, the question was something that, you know, you a trait about your dad that you really admire, that you say, I know, at least when I look for someone or something I found in my spouse or partner, that I know is because of my dad. Like that's a trait he had and so now that's what I want. Being a gentleman. I was gonna say because baby, not to put my business out there. <laughs> I had a couple of fellow friends. But it's like when you when you get a man that genuinely is like a gentleman, like it's just certain stuff that he's gonna do that he's not gonna let you do. Whether that's opening your door, carrying certain stuff, or yes. just how he talks to you, how yes. he treats you, yes. just because can't nobody be there a page. And it's right. like when you have a good dad and your dad is involved in your life, you have high expectations as to how whatever man comes into your life is supposed to treat you. Mm-hmm. And so if that man, I mean, there's gonna be some expectations, maybe that's not all the way there, and he's still a good man. Um, but it's just certain stuff that you just cannot settle for. So my dad has just always been, if you need something, you know your daddy got it. And Ryan used to hate that. Yo, you are talking about my daddy and my daddy that. Yeah. Well, because that's the only, you know, consistent, stable man I've had in my life. So I know that if I ever need anything, I can go to my dad. So for whatever man that comes into my life, if I ever need anything, I need to be able to come to you when you right. take that role as the man in my life. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I took into consideration when he asked me to marry him immediately, I looked at my dad. I haven't showed the video yet because I ain't trying to hurt no feelings, but I looked at my dad for like that sense of his head not like, I give you my approval mm-hmm. because I am a true daddy's girl. I call my dad for the slightest inconvenience. I call him every day for anything. And I think that when I didn't have to hesitate to call my dad, to call my fiance to do something and I think I was like, okay, that's it. Because he can take care of me. He can provide for me. Not even, like, on the financial mm-hmm. side of things. Because I can take care of myself. Come on, bro. But Come on, bro. Yeah. 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 We, we talked about it. I said, yeah, you better get that job. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I think for me, um, uh, what was it? Uh, what? The characteristic. Characteristic. Okay. So, in my in my husband that my dad has um, is being very involved in his kids' lives. Um, Mari and his dad are thick as these. Oh my gosh! Um, and that's something I have with my dad. He's very involved in what I have going on, even still to this day with me being you know I'm older and you know I'm a mother and a wife. So he's very involved. Um, loyalty for sure. Um, my dad is very loyal to his family, and so. It, so is my husband. Um, <laughs> What'd you say? It's, oh. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I'm done. I'm <laughs> it's a lot I could go on and go on. So, okay, go ahead. No, no. I think for my husband, it's probably the very laid back nature. Very personable, very laid back. That is not who I am at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I appreciate the the balance, and I appreciate that in my dad. I think he is 80 or 90% of the reason that we had the village that we have, 
because I'm very much like my mom and I can live my whole life without people. I don't like people like that. <laughs> um, but it's important for Maddox and it's important for him to have a village and I think my husband plays that role in our family just like daddy did for us. I think um, how intentional dad was with everything he did that was about us. Like the caliber of man, men he had around us, um, the people that we brought around, how invested he was into them because he knew his influence and how big it could be. And so just being very thoughtful and intentional with everybody in his life. Um, for me, I would say my dad is a protector when it comes to his family. And I would love for my future husband <laughs> my future husband to be a protector when it comes to his family and maybe not necessarily physically but when a time comes where he needs to step up and be a man and let people know that's my family and you're not gonna mess with my family mm -hmm. yeah I would actually say the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah. especially I was telling mom actually a few weeks ago like now that I'm like and like living on my own and stuff it's more so like I realize how like unprotected I feel mm -hmm. and like especially just being a woman just out in the world of like even in my last relationship I felt like I would have somebody I could call that I know if need be if somebody disrespected me or something happened I could always call this person and like I'm like that with my dad I know if anything happens I can always call him but now like you don't want to put your dad in the same situation. Mm -hmm. He's right. older, he has more to right. lose. Yes. So I feel like that's something I'm more conscious about now that mm -hmm. I'm alone that I think about. Like, yeah, I want somebody who, even if they're not around me, I feel protected. Yeah, I think one thing like that to piggyback off that is the, even though it's not the most politically correct answer, I do need somebody that's willing to do whatever behind me because that's what dad would do. And dad has like the most to lose, but he would throw it all away to make sure that I'm good. So I need somebody who is willing to lose it all behind me and my kid. Yeah, I definitely agree. But I think for my dad, it was more so, I don't even know the proper word to put it in context, but we could be in a shack and life would be good like we could you know just him and his personality mm -hmm. and just being in his presence I just know I'm alright and I need someone who can feel that because I don't think that you know it's money nothing in right. life he taught me like the best things in life are free and if I find that in someone then that's all I need because I don't think that materials will ever make me happy I don't think that anything that someone can provide outside of you know just them being there but yeah for my dad it's just basically his ability to just make you feel like life is going to be good no matter what no matter what situation you're in um, we're going to stay with your father what are some dreams that you think your dad had for you as his daughter, and how are you doing? 
when I got my first house mm-hmm. and my parents were in their 40s when they got there. Yeah. So it's like that for me meant a lot knowing that, okay, they wanted me to have more than they had. Okay, right. well, when I was, they were in their 30s, they, they were still yeah, trying right. to get yeah. to that point, right. you yeah. know. So just getting to a point where, and that's what all of us with kids, we want our kids to always have more than what we yeah. had, do better than what we did. Right. Yeah. So I feel like if we're doing better than what they did at that age or have more than what they had, then I feel like we're on the right path. Yeah, I think Daddy has a lot of, like, different um, proud moments because he's kind of easy to make proud when it comes to us just because of how he thinks of us. But I think, like, with the house that we just bought, he's just kind of like, well, you know, I don't know because it's kind of at the top of your price range. Nobody gets a dream house on the first try. Like, you got to be realistic. And then when I called and told him, like, hey, we got the house, he was just yelling, jumping up and down. He was like, I can't even believe that you would dream to even try to get this house. He was like, and the fact that you did it, he was like, that's amazing. It's wonderful. I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you that, you know, even with how discouraging it could have been, you still did it. It's so discouraging. Yeah. My dad's a little opposite. He had a dream. He was like, well, I thought you would be a meteorologist. Where did you even get that? I had no interest in weather. Because I don't know, I always thought you could be on the news or something one day. Like, okay. And for my sister, he was like, yeah, she would do something with computers. She'd always like, download music with him in it back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tim, I so she was all in the computer helping him download the song. So, yeah. Um, but I think that he still, you know, had that irrational dream. But he's still <laughs> proud of whatever I did. Um, and, yeah, I don't think he really cared. He just knew that whatever I did, he supported me. Although he would forget. He's like, what you doing again? Oh, <laughs> yeah, my daughter does this. <laughs> but he just, you know, typical, typical dad. Super supportive and super proud. Yeah, I think everybody's overall goal by parents is just for us to be like happy. I guess because in general, when you love somebody, the most you want is for them to not be like hurt or you know, or they hurt when you're going through things. Or I feel like they just want. Well, Dad says it like he wants us to be happy and he wants us to be stable, so that when he knows that when he leaves this earth, we're good. Yeah. So, I mean. If he wait on that, I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But um, I, I just, we're all always pro- progressing. Like, we ain't going backwards. So, I yeah. mean, I know regardless, they're all, they'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Not just, like, our dads, like mine, but, like, I've had your dad say it, your dad say mm-hmm. it. So, it's like, even your mom is commenting and says stuff. So, it's like, it's just the village mentality like when yeah. one of us succeeds we all do and one parent is going to celebrate everyone yeah. no matter what's going on no matter what we're going through they're always there mom and dad and it's yeah. genuine you and it's know genuine. when they yeah. say it they yeah. mean it because mm-hmm. mr mckay's little these arm things where he goes around your shoulder you're gonna be hot you're gonna be hot <laughs> that's all you need sometimes <laughs> get you in the right place i'm so proud of you, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> i feel like i'm the oldest <laughs> I seen him yesterday. He was like, I seen you in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They buffed up, shit. Girl, first of all, get husband off the internet. Oh, <laughs> 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 
I'm tired of people, oh, Rachel Daddy. No, that's nasty. <laughs> so nasty. <laughs> so as you think about your hurts as a young child, your hurts, your concerns, the things that you guys just shared as we were here talking, um, you know, if you can get in touch with your younger self, because somebody that's watching this, a woman, a young child, somebody is going to be able to relate to your story. So, what advice would you give to your younger self? Mm. Regarding. Regarding what? Exactly. Right. <laughs> whatever, like, whatever doubts you had, as you guys were talking about, whether it is because, you know, you were biracial, you were dark, you were, you know, not felt welcome with whatever it is that you struggled with. You have to remember that there are a lot of girls like you mm -hmm. that are struggling, right? Um, and a lot of it, as I come back to it, because it's important, is intentional in communities, right? If you don't see yourself reflected in books, in your, mm -hmm. if you don't see your history and your story in the education system, if you don't see women like you in the front cover of magazines, if you can't Google beautiful and people like you come up in the pictures, all of that is intentional and it's telling us as women of color that we're not enough, right? You're not the perfect mother, you're not the perfect size, you're not the perfect this. And so we have all those doubts from a young age. So as you get in touch with who you were and the doubts you had as a young child, there's women out there right now, young ladies that are being programmed to think less of themselves because they're dark, because they're light, because they're biracial, because they're just, the message continues to be to women, you're just not enough. And when it comes to women of color, that message is very much intentional, right? And so, what is a piece of advice that you would give to yourself as a young child? Um, I would give my young self, well, I would tell my young self, um, Rachel, it's okay to look the way you look. It's okay to be this height because they're this height. Um, just stay focused, stay humble, stay true to who you are, um, and just reach your goals. Just reach your goals. Don't let nobody get in your way. Believe in yourself. Because I never told myself that, so. I would say, like, Tierra was saying, her mom said, like, just living your truth mm -hmm. like your this is your truth this is your story this is your life the body God gave you like mm -hmm. it's in that it's gonna end up being like a beautiful story right. yeah like, I'm not meant to be you I'm not meant to look like you I don't have to think like you in that if I have a higher confidence in God than I have in the world then I know God doesn't make any mistakes I'm this way because I'm supposed to be like everybody around me is this way because they're supposed to be and they have those blessings because they're supposed to and I'm going to have mine when I'm supposed to like yeah so I would just stick with that like just live in your truth and be comfortable in your story I'd say um, you don't have to carry it all by yourself you can, it's not weak to reach out and ask for help or just vent or tell your story. I think, for one, comparison is a thief of all joy. It's okay to just be you and not compare it to anybody else. And 
even if it doesn't seem cool or whatever, it's powerful to be vulnerable. I would tell myself not to stay defeated. Um, I would encourage my younger self to keep pushing because if I knew then what I know now, I think that I would have worked harder to get to where I wanted to be, but I'm still working and that's all that matters. So I would just say, don't remain defeated. Um, I would say tell my younger self to keep fighting. Um, to know that just because at this point in life you're not where you want to be, keep fighting. <laughs> I would say that you don't have to always be strong. It's okay to have moments of vulnerability, weakness, and it's okay to talk to people people and other people that you might not even know because you don't know like you said who can benefit from your story in your moments of you know doubt or hurt and yeah it's just not your story is not just about you it's to help other people and just know your life is really not yours at the end of the day it's for God and for God to use it to help other people mm -hmm. come on with the word <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the same thing that Tierra said. Um, things are going to happen to you in life that you couldn't even imagine that you never even saw coming. But because of the village you built, you'll get through it. Mm -hmm. And you're stronger than you think you are. Mm -hmm. And things don't always happen to us. They happen for us. Mm -hmm. um, there's purpose in your pain yeah. and eventually what you've gone through is going to help somebody that comes behind you mm -hmm. Amen. so we're going to end with gratitude okay mm -hmm. leaning into gratitude is always a thing for me especially in a struggle I'm going to tell you that this gratitude might be too much but I'm going to ask you to push through it anyway. So there's one young lady that's missing in our crowd that was very much part of our village, very much so. So I want you to say one thing you're grateful for that you will carry her on in your story. I think, as general as it sounds, I was grateful to know you and just to be in your presence and just to be and just to be loved by you and to get to love you because I struggle in relationships and friendships and that is a friendship that I never struggled in. And she is a big part of learning how to love other women and receive love from other women. And I am thankful to her for 
for being the truest friend I've ever experienced in my life. I want to share a conversation my mom and I were having about Tiana. She was just saying, like, you know, having us and knowing how crazy the world is around us. She was like, it's so scary because I didn't want to instill fear in you girls. But Tiana was on the playground one day with you, and she's like, hey, everybody, let's just be friends, you know. And she's like, I don't want to tell, you know, four or five-year-old, everybody's not your friend, but you also don't want them to learn the hard way. And she was like, I never had that problem with you because you were mean to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) But Tiana had that big heart. Like, everybody gravitated towards her. Everyone loved her. And rightfully so, you know, how could you not? Um, So I just think that allowing, you know, God allowing me to have her and to see how she's impacted so many people and to see the love that she was shown and the love that she genuinely and freely gave to everyone. Just, it left such a big impression on me. And I know that if I can continue to keep that part of me and to continue to allow that part of her to live inside of me, then, you know, God has just blessed me in more ways than I can ever imagine. But always sorely missed, always. (laughs) I would say um, Tiana's inspiration. I remember her smile. Yes. And being young, um, I wasn't close with Tiana, but she was like one of the older sisters. But there was always a glow about her. Like, I don't think I've ever seen her angry or upset. She was always just smiling. Like, the happiness that she brought into this village will continue to be what she was known for. Mm -hmm. I think she provided so much of, like, encouragement to all of you all that it, like, passed down to us. Like uh, Cree said, I didn't get the pleasure of really having a deep relationship with Tiana, but she still loved me, even so. She still considered me as a little sister, even so. And I'm just thankful for the impact that she's had on my sisters because they still get to carry her around and I still get to experience a piece of her that I've never had the chance to. I'm gonna keep mine short because I'm gonna get to cry. (laughs) I am thankful that she loved me. sisterhood that we shared I'm thankful for all the memories that we had and I'm just thankful for all the laughs and all the hugs and just everything that she provided for me even though you know we moved to Japan and I didn't really get to talk to her as much and me moving back here it was like things like we were always together the whole time so I'm just thankful for that bond that me and her had shared I love you, girl. I miss you.
say that something that really stuck with me was like at her funeral. Everybody's talking about her like really made me feel like dang. Everybody really sees Tiana the same way I see Tiana. Like she was like, and I remember leaving there like I gotta be a better person. Like mm-hmm. nobody had has I've never heard anybody say anything bad about her. Mm-hmm. I know when I leave this, somebody gonna have something to say. <laughs> <laughs> a few people gonna have something to say. We don't have to say But just how everybody felt so loved about her, how everybody was like she was the epitome of love, like what love should be, the innocence that love should be. Um, and I remember feeling like she was just like another big sister to me. It was me and Tierra, it was Ashley and Tiana. And I remember feeling sad but grateful that, I don't know if y'all remember this, but like on her last day of life, she was over here. Mm-hmm. And they were all getting dressed, getting ready to go out, and she was speaking as if. It's hard to even say, but she was talking yeah. as if she knew. She knew. She was, yeah. yeah. Like, she was like, she was just sitting there like, do you know how long I've known you guys? Like, I love you guys so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy we're all here. I'm so happy um, we're all getting dressed going out together. She was teaching me about makeup that I didn't know about how to do at the time. Um, Thank God. Um, and I don't know why it just felt peaceful it Mm -hmm. felt peaceful it felt happy and I don't know why when she was talking I remember being so young and happy and I'm gonna be like yeah I'm happy we're all here (laughs) Um, and I remember like the last the two weeks before that that she was around a lot Mm -hmm. and I'm grateful for those yeah last two weeks. I remember I graduated in those two weeks and she was around. I remember we had all gotten a fight. <laughs> and she came afterwards just like she's like, yeah, y'all are crazy. Because it just wasn't her. It wasn't yeah. her. And she yeah. had no problem saying it. Like, yeah, y'all, y'all are crazy. Yeah. Like, I'm not fighting nobody. I fight for Tierra, but that's it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, every time and it's weird, even in like some of my moments I feel like a like a whiff of her like reminding me I have to be a better person mm-hmm. and it's weird and that's all when every time I think about her I think about that like one that I need to be a better person and two that I should always be grateful mm-hmm. I feel like Tiana was <clears throat> the first like hard lesson that we all had to learn yes. um because I was older, I went off to school, so I ended up disconnecting from everyone. Just because I was at school, I had other friends. So, <clears throat> disconnecting from everybody, and that happened. Because I felt bad. I don't have those memories. So, in trying to do better, I 
just making sure I am there so this never happens again. We're not in control. I think that her love was a big part of what kept us together. But I think that her passing solidified us together for like. Because I don't think anybody else has experienced her the way that we experienced her. And even though I can more invent to my husband, like in the moments that I miss her, it's not the same as calling Rachel to tell her that I miss her because Rachel knows exactly the spirit that I'm talking about. And it, it, right now, at this moment, it's making me feel guilty for taking them for granted mm -hmm. yep. and wasting a lot of time. Yep. Because in the moments of us not speaking, if anything happened to any one of them, I would pass. I would just, I would, yeah. Wouldn't be God would pick me up off the floor. That's how I felt. That's right now. <laughs> Um, I just want to say I'm grateful to have experienced her warmth. She was always very welcoming. And I remember when they left to Japan, and it was Silver and Tiara and Ashley and Tiana. She just kind of always included me because, like, Brie was gone. I didn't have my person. Um, and when Tiara used to babysit me, every time she opened the door, she was just super happy. Like, just come on in. Like, just very warm and welcoming. And I, that's what I remember most about her. like imprinted in your brain that mm -hmm. doesn't leave 
And I always, you know, when I talk about it, I think about that all the time. I'm like, it was a picture and it felt like a moment. I just didn't know it then. Mm -hmm. I remember you guys were hanging out getting ready to leave and we were driving off. And I remember she said something and I turned around to look and she had that big refreshing smile that she gave everyone. And, and that's imprinted in my head, right? And I said, and there is her personality. Mm -hmm. Like that's her person, that's who she always was. Mm -hmm. That smile, and so I'm grateful for that smile. The other thing that I think about is that, you know, you guys know me and I'm, you know, I have these conversations, but I don't really, I'm not that emotional. <laughs> and so the greatest losses in my life, even though I've you know, lost my father and family and stuff like that, the two greatest losses in my life that have been painful to my core that I thought would do me in. And I, I say it like that because I think it was, she was a child to me. It's not like she was my age, right? But her light was so bright that I, those, the loss of her, I thought would do me in. And I thought that would just do me in. And, and the loss, of course, of my friend Lisa. But I'm thinking, like I've lost other people. Never have I felt like I can't over, these two I can't overcome. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, but it speaks to her, it's a testimony to her life mm -hmm. and the impact that she had, even on old people like me, yeah. you know what I mean? So, we're gonna thank you for sharing your gratitude and this is the last gratitude we'll do. And again, because even, I, I wanna follow up this gratitude thing with um, understanding that life is very fragile, right? Mm -hmm. And that many times we wait until somebody's gone to say what we feel about them. And so I want you to close here. The gratitude to your parents. Mm -hmm. Which you are most grateful for, for your parents. And we'll end it there. But I'll say, um, as far as my mom, I'll say I'm gratitude. It's just things like this that you've always been intentional. You've always been caring about girls and feeling welcomed and their development. And like I said before, I'm taking it back to even when we were younger and you made us all have the book club for the summer and then when we finished our book, we all took us all to go see Bad Boys too. Like you always <laughs> made these efforts to come and talk to us and tell us about us being teenagers before we became teenagers. and. I remember that almost all of my friends always have this connection with you. Like I remember when they moved to Japan, I remember Rachel still writing you letters and stuff. Like <laughs> it's the way that you care about everyone I feel has molded me as a woman and I'm so grateful for the woman <clears throat> you are and how intentional you are because it makes me think about every little thing that I do in my life and about how I treat people and how I always want to be a better woman. Um, I'm grateful for dad for, like I said, loving me the way that he does as a man and, and sticking around because a lot of men don't. And just being a positive figure for me and for everybody that I've brought around. And because even in my lowest moments of dealing with relationships or anything, 
him being there always reminded me of like that I was better than whatever I was dealing with. And since we're here, I just say I'm grateful to you guys for being intentional about the people that you had around because we're only blessed to have this situation because you guys were intentional about your friendships and about how you raised us. And like I said, like we had already talked about, like we never felt like we were in competition with another because of how you guys were. Like it never like, well, my daughter was doing this and my daughter did that and you have to be better than her. Like it was never none of that. And now I realize so many blessings in our life happened because of how y'all raised us. So yeah, I'm just really grateful and thank you. I think I'm grateful to dad um, for making me feel like I'm the best thing that's ever happened because that does make a difference because everybody tries to tear you down and everybody likes to point out the negative and dad has never let that be what our relationship is and I appreciate that even though I'm living my own life and I'm married and I have a kid and whatever he still will never let me fall, even with having my own other family and system over here. I'm still his baby girl and will never let me fall or fail. And I appreciate that about him. And I think for you, I think how intentional you are, especially with women like Sylvie was saying, is amazing. But I think now, more so because I'm older and because I'm a mom, I appreciate, appreciate the mom that you are. Now that I'm a mom and see how hard it can be, I appreciate that you never made it feel like it was as difficult as it actually is. It's it's the most rewarding thing, but it is the most difficult thing I've ever done. And I appreciate that you never made it seem like it was difficult to be my mom. Well, I'm gonna um, I'm not gonna do it separate. I'm just gonna do it collective. Um, I'm just thankful for both of my parents. I'm thankful for the relationship that we have, um, that we continue to strive for. Um, I'm thankful for them never passing judgment on me um, through all of my flaws, through all of my struggles. Um, I'm thankful that they are still um, riding the ride with me because <laughs> I'm still riding. Um, so I'm just thankful for them, just point blank, period. I'm grateful for my parents for although all of their children are adults for still always having a safe place for us to go home to um, I'm grateful that they make it their point to bring us all together every Sunday so we can catch up and just feel their love and embrace. I'm grateful for having a dad that prays over us and keeps us protected by the grace of God. And I'm thankful that the older I get, the more I understand how important it is to have a relationship with God. And I can't thank my dad enough for that. And I'm grateful for my mom for so many reasons, but just for her constant pushes and her constant reminder like I gave this up for you and I want you to reach your goals and your dream is my dream now and I want you to see it through so I'm very grateful for that. Okay, I can 
can say the same. My mom has been instrumental in like whatever goal you set, you better reach it <laughs> because if you you know you put your mind to it, there's nothing that can stop you besides yourself. So she just pretty much made sure anything that I wanted as far as you know my well-being, education was taken care of. I just had to do my part. And then also with my dad, he's just been instrumental in making me love who I am, love my culture, background, and just be, like I just said, pro black. <laughs> I, mean, I just know that there's no one who can tell me that I'm not good enough or that I will never be just because of you know the color of my skin or what I look like or may talk like. Um, I just. I'm grateful that I had a dad who was able to have those uncomfortable conversations with me at a young age and my sister at younger ages where certain people maybe thought it was too young but now I know I move in a different way and I know how the world works because of it so I'm grateful I'm grateful for my mom for sticking to her worth and letting me know that she will always be there for me um, she may fuss, she may fight, but no matter what um, the situation or anything, she she's gonna be there. It could be five o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning when I call, she coming regardless. Me, um, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, my dad. and the standard that he set for me as a woman into what to accept. He may be proud of me, but I think I'm more proud of him. being resilient, being determined, 
and not letting anything stop you because at the end of the day life is going to come it's going to hit you it's not always going to be good and it's not always going to be bad but having the foundation that you need to get through it so that when you get on the other side you can look back on it and be like I made it and I feel like my parents and everything they've been through they've shown me that so I'm thankful for every life lesson that I've learned from them and the fact that they're even still here we don't all have that Um, I'm grateful collectively to my parents because they are, their support is unmatched and that the faith that they have in me at my loneliest and my lowest, I, that security blanket has saved me from so many situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and that regardless if I was going through something, I was distant, I was secretive, I was, my attitude was nasty, their love never changed. Mm-hmm. And they always knew that I would come back around and would just wait on it and be supportive and keep their comments to themselves. And they only did that with me. For sure. sure. (laughs) sure. They only did that with me because (laughs) (laughs) that's what I needed. And they had to learn to love me differently than the other two. And they gave me exactly what I needed. And I just, it shaped how I am with people and how I can be more forgiving of myself. Well, thank you, girls. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for having us. I didn't need these tears today. <laughs> yeah, through your vulnerability, we hope that we can connect with other women and just people and just really build belonging. Thank you. The only way it's going to happen is if people get really honest about stuff and authentic and stuff like that. So, again, that's me talking. And, again, just because I want to leave you with powerful information, that's science speaking, right? It says people who live their most authentic lives, who are true to themselves, people who live authentically, scientifically, are the happiest people on earth. It's not the people who have the most or earn the most or have the most degrees or achieve higher standards. It is the people who live their most authentic self that science has proven are the happiest people on earth. Isn't that interesting? And people who are trying to pretend to be someone else are the people who struggle the most. So... I thank you for being authentic and vulnerable. So, 